episode of Elevensies. Uh, our release schedule is still a little sporadic. I'm shooting for something in the range of every two to three weeks, give or take. It may be a monthly epi- podcast, but we'll see what we can do. This week, however, uh, I am really excited about what we get to talk about. This is our episode uh, that will be a preview for the Peril at Pythian uh, special event that we're doing uh, down here in Springfield, Missouri. <clears throat> I'll give you the broad overview here if you haven't seen it already, or even if you have. Uh, you can find info at www.conflictatthecastle.com. So, What this event is, is I admit, mainly a Game of Thrones event. Last year in 2018, uh, we were able to host the Game of Thrones U.S. National Championship. We're able to do that again this year. They've they've renamed them Grand Championships, but uh, the idea and scale is the same. Uh, But this year, we, uh, we did something I've always wanted to do and gone even bigger and better. And it's inspired by something that you may already know from the Lord of the Rings community, uh, as well as the Game of Thrones community. So uh, the Game of Thrones community has an event that is just called Stalik at this point, uh, after the, the castle where the Game of Thrones tournament is held, which has been the largest Game of Thrones tournament in the world running for uh, uh, several years now. Uh, I know Lord of the Rings also hosts an event there at that same castle on a different weekend. Uh, I believe that's called Lure of Middle-Earth. And there's just something that has always struck me as so awesome about being able to have uh, an event in these medieval fantasy worlds uh, take place in a castle. Like, how badass is that? To, to sit down with the weight of that stone around you and immerse yourself in that world, uh, you know, with good friends, maybe a few enemies, hopefully a great fellowship, and have an amazing time, right? Uh, and so I've, I've desperately wanted to do that sort of thing in the U.S. And I, I admit, we don't have the history the same way. Uh, that, that is very true. But here in Springfield, Missouri, we do have something called Pythian castle now that comes from a fraternal order known as the knights of pythias who no longer own the castle and and it's a bit of a misnomer they call their lodges in general uh castles to go with the theme of their fraternal order this was originally constructed as a um orphanage and and widow's home and and, uh that sort of thing so it's Internally, a bit more like a like a manor house uh, with some dormitory areas uh, and that that type of thing. Though externally, they did construct it 
uh, to have the appearance of a non-functional, shall we say, castle. As in, you're you're not going to be able to uh, pull up a drawbridge uh, or station, uh, you know, bowmen along the walls. But it's still an amazing venue. It's currently used for a lot of weddings and, and business events, and uh, there's there's a lot of paranormal history. In fact, we also are potentially offering a ghost tour uh, on, during the event or at the end of the event that evening. Um, and so it's it's a great place, uh, and it's the closest thing I could reasonably come to. It's right here in my own backyard, so it means I'm here handy. Uh, to work with people to set things up, uh, all that sort of thing. Uh, so I'm super excited about this. Uh, we're going to have the Paralypithian special event, Game of Thrones Nationals, open board gaming. There's going to be a cash bar uh, there. We're going to have a fantastic taco truck uh, there from 5 to 7. We're going to have a ghost tour that night uh, at, I believe, 10. As long as we get enough signups for it to fire, we need 10 people to sign up for it uh, in the next couple weeks. And so I think it's going to be awesome. But all that said, go check out www.conflictatthecastle.com. This episode, I've been rambling on for way too long, and I've made my co-host just uh, sit here. But we want to talk a little bit about kind of the design process of the Peril at Pythian Quest uh, overlay, as we're starting to call it. Uh, so I, I've got Buzz here with me, who you will very much know from the Facebook group. Uh, he's very active there. I've known him uh, for several years now. He's out in California now, but used to be down in Tulsa, a couple of hours away from me, uh, where we met playing the first edition of Game of Thrones. So, uh, Buzz, let's get to talking. <laughs> Thanks for joining me and putting up with uh, my monologuing. Hey everybody, my name is Buzz, and I got to know Will, your regular host, playing Game of Thrones, the card game, when Will and I would sneak between Tulsa and Springfield to play in some tournaments. And uh, after I moved out here to the San Francisco Bay Area a few years ago, it was tougher for me to play Thrones, and so I got a little bit more strongly into Lord of the Rings, because I could play that at home by myself. I love the deck building and the challenge, and... Obviously, the inspiration from Thrones uh, helped me pick it up quite easily. And so now I found a Thrones group, and I play Thrones again as well. But Will tagged me in to help him develop the Peril at Pythian uh, quest that you guys are going to be playing during Nationals. Yeah, uh, we had a great team uh, that we put together. Of course, myself, Buzz, also Luke Wortley, uh, and the Chad and Ben Comstock. So... I think it was a really great team to put together. Um, other than that, let's let's take a look at just a quick, broad overview of some of the like pluses and minuses of trying to do this in this type of format. I want to tell you two things I like about it. One thing I wish that we had gotten better, and maybe some tidbits about my experience developing with Will. And first, I really love the idea of revisiting an old quest. Um, thinking about a, coming together at a convention, you want everybody to be able to bring cards to share, quests to play, especially for people who might have not played Lord of the Rings before. I mean, ostensibly, this is a Thrones Nationals, and so 
uh, people who love cards are coming, but maybe they haven't played our game. And so uh, getting an accessible quest and Escape from Dal Guldur meant that we could have as many possible encounter decks in play because uh, every player is going to have Escape from Dal Guldur. It's right in the core set. It's really accessible, uh, really easy to bring, and uh, it lacks a lot of the uh, complexity and extra keywords and and chaining effects that some of the later quests have. And so I thought that was a pretty good choice by Will. Ha, well, and there's the, the practical matter that, that forcing ourselves into these sort of restrictions uh, really saved on uh, development costs on, on art and how many total cards we needed to create. But uh, keep going. We only have uh, so much time left. I've actually really enjoyed the Arid Mithrin Cycles use of some of the uh, core set packs and then updating them with quests like Lost in Workwood, which I really enjoy from the uh, Arid Mithrin box, Wilds of Ravanian, of course. And I I like less the journey up the Anduin, but I still like that quest. I think I like it less because I like to play traps and it's just horrible for trap decks. But anyway, uh, but those ideas were really clever. And so then, of course, Escape was one that had been missing from that. And so the idea to come back and revisit it, I thought was a strong one. Uh, and then the second thing I like about the quest, if you haven't played it, hopefully this isn't too much of a spoiler, is the idea that there's some sort of mystery and investigation and a hidden boss or maybe a beneficial NPC character that you get to uncover. And that uh, let us lean into storytelling. You know, one of our developers, Luke, is into um, creative writing and Will has a background in that as well. And it was fun to kind of explore what it might look like to crawl through a castle and try to escape. I also love the beneficial encounter card is my favorite effect, um, whether it's the Eels of the Misty Mountains in the Battle of the Five Armies or the Athelian Guardian in uh, into Athelian. It's not actually card called that. I can't remember what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Any encounter card that comes out and helps you, even if it surges, is just a lot of fun. And so it was fun to kind of build a set that took advantage of that. Um, one thing that I wish we could have maybe got a little more right is the difficulty level. I'm always looking for extra challenge. I love to play the kind of the top edge quests in the game. I play Saga mostly Nightmare, for example. Um, and this quest isn't that difficult. Uh, it can get you. Don't worry about that. It can get you. But I think if you take a good deck and good players, you'll probably come through. And so it's really more about the story and the experience. And that's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really happy with how the product turned out. For me, I'm always wanting extra challenge. And it was tough to do with just core set cards to work from. I mean, those encounter sets, once you get away from the captured hero mechanic, is really not that hard. Uh, But we didn't want to spike it with just ridiculous cards and make the variants unplayable. And so I think what we were able to to achieve will um, keep some challenge, keep some replayability, keep you having fun, and maybe will be one that you reach for even beyond this con. I'm really happy with the work that Will put in to do it. I'm really grateful for the development team for inviting me along, even if I wasn't quite as active as some of the other guys. And I hope that you, the players, enjoy playing it. Uh, hit me up on Discord at OKTarg, on Facebook at Plus Hannon, and any of the groups, and let's talk Lord of the Rings. And what do you know? That puts us right at 11 minutes. Thanks, guys. Thanks.